save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Location. This is a test. For the next 60 seconds, this station will conduct a test of the emergency broadcast system. America, here comes the relief from the pain. Unapologetically, this is Lock and Load with Bill Brady. Number two. This is Lock and Load, and uh, joining me now from uh, the lovely confines of Austin, Texas, from the palatial abode that is the home of the truth about guns, is the editor in chief, Dan the Man Zimmerman. Good afternoon, sir. Good afternoon to you, sir. Thanks for having me. These uh, my my you you have to admit that my uh, my introductions are getting more and more complex. They're very florid. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's a good thing. <laughs> florid. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> enough fun. This is very serious stuff, Dan. We got to we got to bear down on this. Okay, okay. Uh, so we the, the 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 doomsday has come and gone. What do we? What do we know? Break, We're talking about break, braces, regulation the, the, the brace apocalypse. Yeah, <laughs> the brace, brace apocalypse. Yeah, yes, it has. It hasn't gone quite as well as uh, President Silver Alert probably envisioned, but um, you know, we're here. Uh, the brace, the, the brace rule has, is in effect. The quote unquote amnesty period is uh, has expired, and. Um, Surprise of surprises, very few people bothered to comply. <laughs> um, by all estimations, there are, and depending on who you talk to, there have been 10 to 20 million braces sold in this country. Some people estimate as many as 40 million. Uh, I tend to think it's more closer, it's closer to that 20 million number. Right. And according to the ATF, all of Two hundred and fifty thousand people bothered to uh, register their brace-equipped firearm. Um, now, you could comply with the law without um, registering, of course, meaning you could remove it and destroy your brace. Um, I'm guessing that you could count a number of uh, people who actually did that on your fingers and toes, but. Um, uh, yeah, what we got <clears throat> is what is exactly what we we've seen in like California when they required registration of firearms in New York when they required registration of firearms. What you have is massive, widespread noncompliance and a giant middle finger aimed at 
Washington, D.C. <laughs> from, from America's gun owners. Um, uh, they, you know, I, I expected no less. This is even fewer than I thought might, might take advantage of it, of this. Um, so, um, yeah, people just don't care. Uh, part of that, part of what's going into that may also have to do with the fact that we now have three injunctions that have been issued um, against the ATF and its enforcement of the rule um, by three different uh, district courts. Now, those, just for everybody listening, just to be clear, that those don't cover everyone nationwide. They only cover the named plaintiffs in those cases. Yeah, but, I want to talk about that as well. But anyway, please continue. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, those named plaintiffs include three of the most prominent um gun rights organizations in the country and their members, um, Gun Owners of America, Firearms Policy Coalition, and Second Amendment Foundation. Um, I think the only one of those three that really limited that in any way is the one um, in favor of GOA, and it said, of any, it said that the injunction covers any GOA members as of the date of the injunction. The other two left it open, and basically if you choose to join FPC or Second Amendment Foundation, uh, at least theoretically, you'll be covered by that injunction. Theoretically, yeah. Yeah. Consult your attorney. Consult your attorney, yeah. Uh, I'm not going to get too deep into that one just yet. Let's Let's talk about this as far as what you think this means going forward from here on out. What do you think? I think that this is part of a larger effort. Um, the Supreme Court uh, has been interested, court watchers believe, in a long, for a long time, <clears throat> excuse me, in reining in the administrative state and the extra legislative law law creation in effect and enforcement that three letter agencies have been engaging in for generations. Um we just saw that the court knocked down the um the EPA in trying to uh, regulate puddles in somebody's backyard claiming that that was a water navigable waterway. Um <laughs> <laughs> um, in that case, it's drawn, drawn on for years and years and years. Right. Um, and um, this is all part of Chevron deference, uh, a theory that, that allows agencies like EPA and ATF to interpret laws any way they want and, and then enforce them. Um, everybody thinks that the Supreme Court would dearly love to slice that back to the bone. And one of these cases may very well provide the basis of that, um, or at least a part of that effort, we should say. One of the things I've thought about this uh, is that some enterprising lawyer, maybe Stan Belia, maybe, uh, I don't know, Stan Belia comes to mind, but it, I mean... It, it, Somebody needs to get in there and go, let's talk about this Hughes Amendment. Let's talk about these. You know, they, they got out there and they said in order to have one of these, you uh, you have to have. So we, on the one hand, you can have one as long as it was made by a certain date. Uh -huh. So what does it matter when it's made? 
And, you know, I kind of think this is sort of a, to me, I look at this and say, oh, wide open to go after the entirety of the NFA, the Hughes Amendment, the Gun Control Act of 1968, because all of this has largely proven to be ineffective. It's all largely Um, proven. They they have used, like, serializing things and all this other stuff. They've used that to track us now. We know that. We know that they're tracking them because now people are showing up at people's doorsteps going, you bought seven guns since January. Can we see them? Yeah, the answer to that, of course, is do you have a warrant? Um, and when they don't produce one, you close the door and tell them to have a very nice day. Very nice day. Um, exactly. Um, all these things will happen, I, I believe, in time. But the key there is in time. These things take time to wind their way through the courts. These three cases that challenge uh, challenging the ATS pistol brace rule will take time to work themselves out. Um, hopefully, hey, hopefully they'll go our way. I'm, my guess is it will in the Fifth Circuit. Who knows? There, there's two cases there. <laughs> Excuse me, one and another. And if we get somehow a circuit court split, then the court, the Supreme Court, will be incented to weigh in on the matter. And, and again, as I said, that might give them the excuse that they've uh, been looking for and maybe a case they think would be the right one in order to pronounce on the administrative state reach into our lives on a daily basis. Well, I would have thought, you know, with the EPA, I would think that that would be a precedent because they've done this twice now with the EPA. They've also told the EPA they could not regulate certain things out of existence. And, uh, um, yeah, uh, I, when when the court decides to weigh in, I, I tell you what, you I tell you what, I got so immersed in the conversation, I I talked us right into the break. So you hang on, you hang Fair on. Enough. Talking to Dan Zimmerman from the TruthAboutGuns.com. We'll be right back. This is Lock and Load. If you believe there's nothing better than the smell of freshly crafted leather, then you better check out CraftHolsters.com. A combination of high-carry comfort, easy concealment, great fit, and varied holster offer, Craft Holsters are your answer to ultimate concealed carry experience. What are you waiting for? Get the same holster brand that I carry. Go to CraftHolsters.com right now and select from premium custom leather holsters for over 2,300 semi-autos and revolvers for both right and left-handed shooters. That's CraftHolsters.com. Again, CraftHolsters.com. Welcome back. This is Lock and Load, talking to Dan Zimmerman. We were talking about uh, going after the uh, NFA and all the other things that this pistol brace apocalypse that uh, was forecast to cause such havoc actually didn't. Although I'm one of the 250,000, Dan, just so you know. (laughs) I, I don't hold that against you for a minute. Well, I am in, 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 well, I mean, I did it, uh, because I'd been so public with the gun. 
I'd done videos with it and talked about it and had it, you know, it's been basically a guest on the show and some other things. And um, I, I basically felt like if I didn't do it, I'd be sort of inviting something. One of these visits and everything else. So I just decided I'd go this route. Although they made that as hard as it possibly could be. That's you know, our own John Bach did the same thing. He registered his and mentioned the same thing, that it was a very difficult process. It was not easy at all. And he decided to do his for somewhat similar reasons. He runs an operation called Gun Saves Life in um, in Illinois, a gun rights org that loves to poke the bear and has filed suit against the uh, city of Deerfield and their and their assault uh, weapons ban and challenge all kinds of other laws. So he's a he's a longtime thorn in the side of the vast Illinois gun control operation. Right. And as he said, they'd like nothing more than to see video of him on TV being fraud marched for having a gun, you know an illegal quote unquote illegal firearm. Uh, so he went ahead and and registered his brace pistol and went through. That process, I yeah, I don't know how to brace, I don't know brace pistol, so I didn't even attempt to see what that was like. But he described that as a very difficult process. Well, the difficult part was uh, the, the day before, the day before the deadline on the thirtieth of May, I get an email from the uh, ATF. Now, mind you, I filed this on April the thirteenth, so I'm thinking, you know, we're more than forty five days gone from uh, that particular moment when I. So maybe here's my here's my tax stamp. That was not the case. They tell me that my my submission is in a state of draft and has not been put forward. So having never done this before, of course, I go in there and I'm looking for it. I'm in, all in a tizzy because now I thought I'd been smart and out, outwitted the, the these particular gun control foxes. Um, I go there and not only do I have a draft, I have two drafts. For the same gun. Really? Yes. So then I go to, uh, I go, first of all, I go to the girl that owns the gun shop that had helped me do all the stuff because I used their kiosk for silencer shop to do my fingerprinting and everything, right? And then I did the rest of the stuff and I, I filed it on April the 13th. And she goes, go back in your email and look and see if you received an email from the ATF saying that it was submitted and being processed. So I went back and Viola, it was there. So then, if on the same site where I had two drafts, if I go down to the to the ones that are submitted or pending, I can't remember what it is. I have the one that was submitted on April the thirteenth, which is still being processed. So they had me there, and had I done like uh, nothing on the site is intuitive. You can accidentally uh, delete your form. If you don't know what you're looking at when you do it, <laughs> really? Yeah. Yikes. So uh, yeah, they, they did not make it nice too very to easy. Those, nice of them to put those uh, those man traps in there. So tell, let me ask you a question about this. And you know, I, I'm I'm not a cynical person in most cases. I yeah, actually I am. But um, what do you think about the ruling where only the members of these organizations are exempt from the law? Well, I, I think generally that's the way most judges tend to rule, um, um, because they, they, they don't want to be issuing orders that cover every, everyone in the country. That never seemed, strangely, that never seemed to be the case back, uh, during the, 
current president or the previous presidential administration where you get some district judge in Hawaii issuing um, issuing injunctions and orders, blocking all kinds of things nationwide. So, so while I think that's in their power to do that, I think they try to keep things more uh, limited and applying only to the people who have brought the action to begin with. Um, now, in each case, you know, the, one of those plaintiffs was a, was a, was a gun rights organization with a lot of members, and um, you have the ability to to join. You know, again, not in the GOA case, but in the SAF and the FPC cases, you can still join and then be covered by those injunctions. Again, at least theoretically, that's what the seems to be the case, according to the judges who have read these rulings. Um, so that, that in effect, takes these things um, nationwide um, if you want to, you know, lay out 20 or 25 bucks and become a member. So that's right. nice. Um, and I would suggest that people do that if you own a, a brace um, that you have not registered. Would, would that what, would that still be would that percent of everybody? Which, would, would that still mean so? So uh, does this mean that uh, in this particular case, let's say I go back and it's it's June the fifth and I join Second Amendment Foundation. That means I'm exempt. That seems there seems to be some questions some about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some attorneys think no. Think you had to have been a member as of the date of the uh, order. Uh, others think yes. Uh, uh, he goes by LKB. Um, our the attorney here in Austin that we work with a lot, who writes for us and is a very smart guy, uh, member of the Supreme Court bar. By his reading, anybody can can join and still be covered by that. He said it will be much more uh, solid and um, substantial. Once there is a permanent injunction issued, um, which isn't the case now, this is a temporary injunction, um, because, because, and of course, the, the, the ATF has filed appeals in those cases. And then what's probably going to happen is when these things go up to the Circuit Court of Appeals, and they're, because they're in the district courts right now, when they get to the Fifth Circuit Court, and I don't know, can't remember what other circuit court is involved, um, those, those judges will be in, will be uh, asked to issue a permanent injunction, which will um, to keep that in keep these uh, the ATF at bay uh, until the these things are are fully uh, decided in the court. Sure, uh, which should probably take years. Um, so we'll have to see if the, the fifth fifth circuit and the other circuit do that. Well, you know, it it seems like it it does seem like some of these uh, judicial processes have sped up a little bit, especially within the Supreme Court. But um, I have like I tell you what, there was a deadline involved. Right. But we're coming up on the break here. I have a theory for you. Okay. And I'm going to ask you if you what, what you think about this. And uh, the truthaboutguns.com. This is where I go for all the breaking news. They are the ones that truly are the breaking news. Dan is working today. As I talk to him, he is working today while everything is going on. So check them out if you want to know the latest, especially like on this uh, brace thing. You're going to find it at the truthaboutguns.com. We'll be right back. This is Lock and Load.
Precision has paved the way as a leading manufacturer of American-made AR parts. Aero Precision caters to the rifle builder by engineering quality receivers, hand guards, and other essential parts. Aero Precision's added enhancements create a smooth build process from start to finish for beginners and seasoned builders. Whether this is your first rifle or your 50th, Aero Precision offers everything you need to make a quality AR at an affordable price. In the 21st century, the handgun has become the preeminent self-defense tool. At CNH Precision, we specialize in taking your weapon to the highest degree of functionality possible. With a complete array of goods and services specializing in red dot sight installation, CNH Precision will help you realize the most effective handgun the first time. If you need slide milling, installation, or accessories, go to chpws.com. CNH Precision, welcome to the Boom Squad. At Chambers Custom, we have one job. We strive to build the most obsessively reliable, accurate, and beautiful pistols for the discriminating gun owner. Using the ageless 1911 design with a 21st century approach to each part and component, Chambers Custom meticulously begins each pistol as a standalone project, creating a bespoke, handcrafted, peerless firearm. They integrate all of the internal, external, and intrinsic elements that make a custom 1911 unit. Go to ChambersCustom.com. Chambers Custom, truly the mechanical advantage. At Spikes Tactical, we are all shooters with a very simple mission. Make the best product we can perfect at the best possible price for our consumers. We strive to produce the best components and rifles available with quality control second to none because real-world events don't allow for a second chance. Whether you are an operator, competitor, or home defender, Spikes Tactical will serve you well. Go to SpikesTactical.com. Spikes Tactical, 100% American-made to the highest standard. such thing as a fair fight, and we bring the unfair advantage that is the 2011 platform. Dominate. At Staccato, we know the most important gun you own is the one that you're carrying when you're facing that threat to life and freedom. Win. We want you to enter that objective confidence that you are carrying the best gun in the gunfight. No compromise. No sacrifice. Staccato2011.com. Stand ready to face down the darkness with 2011. Holster.com, the home of DeSantis Quality Built American Made Products for 45 plus years. Supporting police and government contracts from first responders to responsible citizens. Holster.com is your source for quality American made leather and Kydex holsters for the armed American. For concealed carry or open carry, Holster.com has what you need. We didn't invent concealment, we perfected it. Go to Holster.com now and buy a DeSantis holster today. What's in a name? If that name is Ace Firearms, you've just entered a very expensive business. First, a fully appointed gun shop with all the guns, ammo, and accessories you could possibly imagine. But then you enter the manufacturing facility that is home to Red Alligator Concealment, Militia Arms Customs, and so much more. Ace Firearms is beyond a simple gun shop. This is a totally peerless operation. To find out more, go to acefirearms.com. Ace Firearms. This is only the beginning. At MGS, we have what it takes to reinvent yourself. With a curriculum designed to balance work, family, and a gun repair education, MGS provides the gateway into one of the fastest-growing segments of the gun industry. Modern Gun School's mission is to provide high-quality distance education using time-tested materials and hands-on projects designed to develop a proficiency in both the technique and the business of gunsmithing. Go to mgs.edu. MGS Trade School. Your future is waiting.
Welcome back. Talking to Dan Zimmerman from thetruthaboutguns.com right now. The, 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 the most interesting thing out there happening for me is the whole pistol brace brouhaha. I fell for it. I took the faint and I have, uh, I have registered mine, although I do have plans for later on. Now, uh, we were talking about the injunctions, Dan, and you're talking about there's going to be a permanent injunction, which there probably will, because based on Bruin, this can't possibly stand, right? There's just it just can't possibly stand. Well, there's two things: the temporary injunction until the the case can be heard, but and then what happens is is the district court has not heard the case. He, the district court judges just ruled that the plaintiffs have a reasonable. Um, chance of prevailing based on the merits of the case. So that justifies him issuing an order preventing the new law, new rule from going into effect um, until the district court can hear the whole case, which they haven't yet, and then decide on the case. Now, what's then going to happen, uh, of course, is the, the it'll, be an, it'll be appealed, and it'll go to the Circuit Court of Appeals, uh, which is the court above it, you know, um, and um, my guess is, is also that, in fact, I know that the ATF has appealed these injunctions and asked the courts of appeals to rule not on the case itself, but on on the these uh, these injunctions that are blocking enforcement of them. And my guess is, at least in the fifth, and maybe in in, in another circuit, you're going to get a permanent injunction, which means nobody does anything until this goes up through the if the circuit court of appeals. So here's my here's my question to you, and uh, so th- this is my plan. It is far easier to buy a pistol braced weapon and run that, and then decide later on that you want to uh, make it a SBR. Correct. Than it is to go out and call Spikes Tactical or any of these other guys and say I want an SBR. Right. Um that's always been the case. Right. Uh, and, but, you know, um, I'm not sure how that works now uh, under the current regime. Right. Because uh, I'm guessing very few people are selling braced pistols now. No, but they're um, selling they're selling the, the pistols with just the tube, right? They are, and you can still buy a brace. Uh, yeah. SB Tactical is still making and selling braces. <laughs> so here's my thing. This is my thing. Um, first of all, I think they tried to push this because... For a lot of people, getting the braced pistol meant that while you went through the if, if your whole goal was to have an SBR, unlike the suppressor, unlike I don't know the uh, the fully automatic weapon, buying a pistol configuration of the AR-15 meant that, or whatever it is you were buying, meant that you had a functioning weapon that you could carry around. You did not have to wait on the tax stamp for it to be functioning. Correct. I as think, long as you didn't... Yeah. Right. I, I think they found that to be an affront because they're out there... One of the things I've heard all of these little uh, guys chirping out there is that, um, you know, you gave us the power to regulate SBRs. Right, short-barreled rifles. So they're they're, and so they have acknowledged that a lot of people looked at the pistol brace as a way around the SBR. Right. I think people that's been evident for, 
since about six months after the first one came out on the market. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And what it really boils down to is they're wanting to regulate how we carry a gun and employ it. That's it, basically, right? They don't want us putting it on the shoulder, they say, makes that a rifle. Now, what if I take my pistol... And somehow or other managed to get the, the, the lower butt stock, of, you know, the grip of my gun up against my shoulder somehow or another, and I'm firing that. Does that make it a rifle? No. No. No, you're, 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 you're again, we're arguing, thanks to the, the ATF and their arbitrary rulemaking, we're, we're, we're arguing on how many angels fit on the head of a pin and, you know... <laughs> If you replace so many boards on a ship, is it still the same ship? That right. kind of thing. Um, it's, it's, it's these types of types of arguments, and these are the things the courts are going to have to weigh. Um, the bigger issue here is uh, a federal agency that approves the sale of a, a, of a product, namely the pistol brace, um, and then for a, a decade or so. So that was fine, and then did a 180 degree about phase. But you know what? No, not so much anymore. Um, uh, again, President Silver Alert doesn't like this, um, and we uh, we're gonna we're going to um, we're gonna reinterpret our, our earlier interpretation and say that um, pretty much any gun in almost any configuration. There are very there are a couple of exceptions to this. Um, but pretty much any any gun you put a brace on um, now constitutes a short barrel rifle. Well, I guess that's a problem for them because uh, you know, and I'm sure they're going to run into. I'm sure we're, we haven't seen the last of the butt stock. But I mean, if if I were some enterprising House rep member on one of these little committees that they always put on TV, I'd be going out there and uh, I'd be saying, "You guys have regulated an entire industry out of business." Who, who do you think well, you they are? With, they did it with bump stocks too, of course. Yeah, uh, but that was a much smaller, more neat, niche business, and so it got a, a lot less attention. Um, and it was also, you know, there it was a bump, a bump stock was also using a very high profile um, atrocity, so they were, they were less sympathetic. Um, a bump. A, a, the, the the pistol brace. Look, let's, let's be honest. It was originally made for a, a, a disabled wounded veteran. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, a guy who lost limb, lost a limb in the war, so that he could use use an AR type of uh, type of firearm. Right. Um, and then, of course, they got more popular because people said, "Ooh, look what happens if I put this up against my shoulder? It may be short, but I can do it." Um, and they do it. Um, and it works that way. And the ATF always knew it. And for, you know, for there was like uh, six months there where they said, okay, you can have one, but you can't put it up against your shoulder. Um, and then they dropped that ruse too. Um, and then of course, then you get the most anti-gun administration in the history of America comes in and, uh, they issued the order. No, we're, 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 we're getting rid of these. Our, our, our paymasters in, um, at uh, Moms Demand Action and Giffords and Brady campaign don't like this. They think this is uh, low-hanging fruit. It's an easy thing we can do. 
to make life difficult for a lot of gun owners and some gun companies, and so we're going to do it. So they did it. That's literally what happened. Right. Well, I, I guess that's going to be their that's going to be their fun day in court when they get in front of it. I, I would love to see. Uh, and, and they make mention on the website somebody's out there already blaming Clarence Thomas for everything that goes on in the world. Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, he, he's a, he's a, he's at fault, of course. Of course, all the gun violence problems of in course. the U.S. affect his rule and ruin. <laughs> And uh, of course, he's also responsible for the new uh, the new craze that came out amongst the non-issue states, which is the Bruin response laws. He's responsible for that too. Well, and, yeah. Well, before yeah. we get into that, before we get into that, coming up on the last break. Ah, excuse me. This is coming from the truthaboutguns.com. This is where I go on a daily basis to find out the latest and the greatest in the gun culture, and this is why you should go there. This is what makes my day fun, is checking out what's going on at thetruthaboutguns.com. I think it's still at about 13, 15 articles, something like that. When we get back, uh, I, I got one that I want to talk about just because it's funny. We'll be right back. This is Lock and Load. Is lock and load. Although I'm thinking very seriously about going into the Rolex fake selling business in California. Uh, talking to Dan Zimmerman from the TruthAboutGuns.com. You think I'd make any money selling fake Rolexes in California to the people that own real Rolexes? There seems to be plenty of market for them. I mean, if you walk out, walk through Times Square, I know there are plenty of people selling them there. Um, I guess in California, there'd be just as big a market. Lots of folks. Well, I'm, I'm just thinking that they would. Uh, you think that's a good way to protect yourself? You know, lose your uh, valuables. Use your lose your real Rolex, yeah. So tell me about the, the honorable Kevin Murphy. What happened to him? Hey, Kevin Murphy is a judge in Oakland. Uh, I think he's a Schwarzenegger appointee, um, and he um, he was uh, walking to work, uh, as I'm sure he does most days, and uh, crossing the street from the garage, uh, um, across the street from the uh, Alameda County Courthouse. Uh, when he was held up in uh, broad daylight, relieved of his uh, car keys, his wallet, his watch, um, and uh, which was, as you mentioned, a Rolex, um, and uh, some other valuables. And um, it just uh, goes to show you what happens when um, criminals are allowed to operate without any fear of uh, any real consequence. It's, uh, it's open season on... Anybody who's law-abiding, and uh, I think when it happens to a judge uh, inside of the courthouse, it, um, it tends to get people's attention, and it certainly did here. Well, you make a point of, uh, you've got a several articles that play into this, one talking about being in condition white, which is where most people sit, isn't it? Most people sit in condition white. 
yeah, they're not really, most people just aren't aware. very situationally aware. Okay. Exactly. And they think, um, you know, that, that's why, you know, we've got police, we've got a fire department. I don't have to really worry about it. They'll handle the situation. Now, at the, the more we enter into this experiment of rethinking criminal justice, and uh, they read more and more stories about uh, violators being uh, going through the criminal justice system like a revolving door and coming right back out the other side, you know, sometimes the same day, more people are being impressed or getting the impression that, you know, hey, I might have to start being a little more concerned about my own safety, that of my family, um, that kind of thing. But I think it's safe to say still that most people do live truly in condition white and um, uh, aren't aware. I, you know, other than, you know, some extreme circumstances, what the author mentions here, you know, you, you walk down the street late at night, you know, if you're walking to a bus stop or a subway or something like that, or you're going to an ATM, and, and I get people, even the most conditioned white people um, will will usually uh, perk up their spidey senses and, you know, look around and and maybe uh, be a little more concerned then. But Take it all as in. a matter of normal daily activity, they just are clueless. So let's talk about the blue cities because the blue, I mean, this is, Oakland is a, they've been having a lot of, uh, town halls where they're getting just raked over the coals for letting the cities be what it is. Uh, somebody out there met, no, noticed this. What's this, what's, who's this, uh, what's this pilgrim's name? I think Brandon Smith. Brandon Smith. Yeah. He's got a, uh, a blog and, um, I, I don't know that he's famous or anything like that, but it was, yeah, he wrote a, uh, an interesting piece that we, grabbed a little piece for our quote of the day, and he makes the case that uh, other people have made. He makes it a little better. Um, talking about how blue cities um, are the centers of America's crime problem. Um, and, you know, the, the, the I think of the 30 biggest cities in this country, I think 27 or something like that, are under... Uh, Democrat administrations, and they have been, particularly since uh, the summer of Floyd, they've been engaged in a, but it's really gone on longer than that, an experiment in in, in rethinking criminal justice and and things like bail laws and uh, police uh, staffing levels and People like uh, George Soros have been on a one-man campaign to weaken um, weaken the criminal justice system uh, by electing people who have zero intention of prosecuting the crime, all of the crimes that are on the books. Um, they think that the criminal justice system is inherently racist, is inherently unfair, and that the only way to do anything about it is to use prosecutorial discretion to choose not to enforce large swaths of the criminal code and um, turn people out who uh, are innocently caught up in the criminal justice system just because they shoplifted, uh, mugged somebody, assaulted somebody, um, stole something, 
that type of thing. Well, you know, the, 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 the people running the blue cities have a lot to answer for. Because, in, in, I mean, in, you know, you had these apparent cases. Uh, when you look at what Cuomo did in New York State with the people when he stuck them in the nursing homes where they were going to die of COVID, mm-hmm. you know, that were, they were yeah. the susceptible ones. I mean, that, that almost was, that, I mean, I don't want to get too, you know, get too much into hyperbole, but isn't that how Hitler started? He, he went looking for the infirm and the, the other people, and he, he did away with them first. Isn't that yeah, how I'm that worked? Gonna, I'm not going to go down that. That's, Godwin. A, that's okay. I can't. Wait, I understand. But what he did was just criminally negligent. Yes, it was. Uh, he, he, yes, it was. He, 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 took, he, he took people who were sick and stuck them in with the most... Um, most vulnerable population in the state right. resulted, and I think the, the latest number I saw, 14 million excess deaths directly due to his policy of shoving sick COVID-infected people in nursing homes. I don't even know how where the logic of that kind of a move comes from, how, how anybody could have thought that that was in any way a good idea. Um, and that really wasn't what brought him down um, and forced him from office, but it should have been. Yeah. Um, it absolutely should have been. What brought him down was nothing compared to that. Yeah. Maybe he was a creep and a liar and, and, and was firing on uh, um, employees, but uh, you'd think 14 million bodies would be enough to... Um, Is that the number, 14 million? Maybe it was, I'm sorry, it wasn't 14 million. I think it was 14,000. I'm sorry. That's still a lot um, of people. 14,000. Yeah. yeah, it's still a lot of people, people that are important to, you know, a lot of New Yorkers. Um, and, and that's um, that's just, uh, it's crazy and it's utterly needless. Uh, other states didn't do that. A couple of others did, and they had the same thing. Yeah. They haven't been. But they're all blue states, right? They're all run by Democrats. Uh, yeah, it happened, happened in Michigan, happened in New Jersey. Um, I think New Jersey's number was... Almost as bad. It was just terrible. Yeah, uh, and, I, 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 and a lot of these, a lot of these states copy bigger states like New York, don't they? But I mean, uh, if you really want to look and see how bad it is to live in a state run by Democrats, just look at their COVID response because they looked at that as a, a means to seize power. Yeah, they did. They did away with rights. They did away with the freedom of movement, freedom of religion. You know, you, if you, you can't even say anything bad about it, that, you, you get in trouble for that. that it became a thought crime. In a lot of places. No, so. and and when the governors in places like uh, Florida and Georgia uh, backed off early on those restrictions, they were they were vilified yeah, by apart. everyone involved, yeah. up to and including President Trump. Uh, he, he 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 was no fan of of, of those moves either. And um, Governors Kemp and DeSantis just said, "Sorry, that's what we're doing." Um, we don't think what you're doing, you know, the prescriptions that uh, you've made through all the wisdom of uh, people like Anthony Fauci and Dr. Burks and the CDC make any sense. And in the long run, they were, of course, proven right. Right. But if you want to, if you really want to see how engaged the left is, all of these blue cities are, you just need to look at how they did their COVID response. Thank you for taking the time to join me today, sir. 
Thanks for having me, as always. Yes, sir. TheTruthAboutGuns.com. This is where you can find all of the latest things. That's where Dan and his crew, and I mean, he has a big, impressive crew of people bringing the latest everything. It doesn't matter if it's a gun review. It doesn't matter if you're new to guns. They have a beginner gun, beginner guns column or something like that. I've, Gun reviews, beginner guns, what's new, let's see, uh, uh, gear reviews, and guns for beginners, and gun control. They have it all right there on the front page. You don't have to go looking. All you have to do is go to the website, thetruthaboutguns.com. Hour number three is inbound. This is Lock and Load. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.